Hello, and thank you so much for being here. And thank you for attending Briefalo's workshop. Briefalo workshop is about solidarity. We gather to learn what it means to truly be an ally. If you attend, you are coming and committing to using your power and influence as a small business owner to efficiently make progress in the fight for racial and justice and equality. During this workshop, we will present a plan for small business owners that are dedicated to building an anti-racist business. We as small business owners have resources, influence, and power. Let's use it to make real change that goes beyond a single public statement or a single Facebook, Instagram live. So again, thank you again for choosing to be here and choosing to be change makers. This is not just a moment in time. This is our moment that we get to define. So here's my disclaimer. I would not call myself an expert by any means, but I do have lived experience as a black woman of discrimination. And I do use my power as much as I can to fight for social justice. So before we continue i would love to have a small time to have a meditation um, some of these subjects are triggering and heavy and will evoke a lot of emotion depending on who you are and where you're from so again if we can gather and close our eyes if you're in a safe space to do so i will start with an i am statement and after i say i am please fill in your name as we breathe in we're breathing in positivity. As we breathe out, we're breathing out negativity. Once again, breathing in positivity, breathing out negativity. I and I'm at peace. I release all tension and worries for I am grounded in a beautiful, serene space of my heart. I am grateful that I can be at peace. I'm at peace because I am surrounded by abundance. And my heart is filled with gratitude for the blessings that I have and the gifts that I show the world are free. I am at peace because my mind and my heart is open and is ready to receive knowledge that will empower and push people. As we breathe out, we're breathing out negativity. Um, and amen. I hope that meditation was good for you, it was good for me. And now we will continue with the workshop. Again, my name is Bree Briefalo, and I'm from Portland, Oregon. And being from Oregon, I am surrounded by white, white people. Okay, laugh, calm down, right? We're going to have a good time in this presentation. But I'm not mad about it because I love it. Because actually, this is all I know. I'm the girl you can catch kayaking on the lake in Lake Oswego and snowboarding down Mount Hood. I went to college in New York and graduated with honors. It's been 10 years since I first stepped foot off the plane in New York, and now it's home. I feel alive there, the arts, financial district, and fashion all in one spot. And by this time, you know that I'm a brand strategist who specializes in Instagram. But I also have a degree in anthropology and a minor in missionary leadership studies from Nyack College. So over the years, I became a natural advocate and worked with over 55 nonprofit social justice organizations. 
It's in our scriptures, you know, the Bible, to speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. So during my junior year, I interned at UNICEF, and it was life-changing. And after that moment, I can truly say that my heart beats for peace, tranquility, and equality. In January, I was looking forward to working with one of my favorite organizations called Don't Walk By. They have a big outreach project in Manhattan for the homeless population. And in one day, we feed anywhere between 2,000 and 7,000 people. I also turned 30 in January, January 5th, actually. 30, flirting and thriving. I was set. I was so excited to be 30 in this new decade. But little did I know that shit was about to get real. (laughs) Now we all know the word COVID-19 by now. And with that, skyrocketing unemployment rates happened, still happening. Um, And I also had a genuine fear of losing my business every day. Fears for the elders in my family is their health. And not to mention, every time I flicked on the TV or turned to Instagram, I saw stories and videos of innocent black folks being murdered. George Floyd, right? We know that name. He was laid to rest two weeks ago. What a tragedy. And my heart still aches for his family at this time. But now today we have this complex conversation we have to have about how to move forward with all of this. Because as you know, by now, even when the world is a mess, bills still have to be paid. Business and transactions continue. However, how we make our money and spend our money is our way of voting for what's important to us. If you're an entrepreneur, we are the ones who get to choose when and how we engage with people, how we act, and what we say. And when we are silent, we are casting our votes, and that is the vote of betrayal. So let's talk about business, right? Branding. Branding is who you are, what you stand for, and the services you provide. If you have a strong brand, people remember who you are when you leave the room. So ask yourself this question. What do people say about you? Are you an advocate for justice or do you shy away so you don't lose the sale? Because guess what? I've been there more than once. I wanted to keep the peace, slip away, lay low. I didn't want to lose money. (laughs) But to be honest, that was an excuse, and that's not going to fly anymore. After these events, there is a line drawn in the sand. Are you in or are you out? No middle ground. I saw a meme the other day that says, it's not, or said, excuse me, it's not enough to be not racist. You have to be anti-racist. So you get to choose equality for all or not my problem. Because hidden secrets are now being exposed And paradigms are shifting as old society thoughts are crumbling. As a marketer, I believe you and your business is intertwined. The characteristics of yourself is the foundation of your business. And hopefully that reflects you and your values. Another saying that I love, people may not remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. So ask yourself this question. How do you make people feel? Ask this question to your business. Do people see themselves in your business? Are they welcomed? As consciousness rises, indirectly expectations naturally rise as well. Again, the choice is yours. Will you fight for me? Do you care about my existence? Are you an ally? Speaking of that word, since it's being used a lot, let's define it. An ally. Someone who stands in the gap for blank. And you get to fill in that blank. But how do you get started being an ally? So that your life and your business reflects your heart. Number one, open up your circle. Try something new. 
Collaborate with folks, research, and find out who's doing cool stuff in your industry. Go to different networking events. Try a different restaurant. Meet people and diversify your world. Number two, know your limitations. If you cannot serve or have a lack of experience with a subject, refer that person to someone who might know a little bit more. I personally in my business have a glossary. I have a glossary of people that are doing things that are similar to me and people that are doing things that are exactly like me, but they are different than me. They have different life experiences. They look different than me. They might have a different religion. They might have a different um, sexual preference. These are people that I surround myself with so that if I cannot serve someone that's coming to me, I can send them to someone that can serve them better or knows more. And that's okay. And depending on what kind of business you're in, you might potentially be able to have a collaboration or a deal where if you send somebody, a a person in in an industry, you can get a cut from maybe the services that they're providing because you're the one that sent a reference. If you need help with that, feel free to contact me after the workshop. Number three, stand up for communities of color, black communities vocally on your platforms. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be a black panther in white skin, but use your privilege, the type of privilege you have to speak. Now, let's talk about that word privilege, right? It's thrown around a lot. It can be offensive. Some people sometimes um, feel awkward using the word because I'm now assuming that you have something that you may not actually have. Um, But We all have privileges in different ways. I'll use um, myself as an example because I am learning and growing along with everyone else. Um, I live in a very well-to-do area. I'm from a well-to-do area. I've been able to travel the world. Um, I've worked with celebrities in the past as a celebrity nanny, and that's a whole other story for another time, right? But because of that, I'm surrounded by people that have a lot of resources, actually more resources than I do. Um, and the people that I'm with are, are giving and they, they love learning more and, and being the change that the world needs. So long story short, I'm really good at now having fundraisers, having tea parties, having dinners and speaking about disparities in different communities and raising funds. So that is how I'm personally using my privilege of being surrounded by people who have resources to do good in the world. And do good for people that may not have the opportunities that I've had in the past. Number four, hire, mentor, and collaborate with black youth and professionals. Now remember, we are giving a hand up, not a hand out. This is not a charity, yet a place where we can gather and brainstorms and give opportunities to people that may not have the same opportunities as us. Number five, Hold counterparts and business associates, family and friends accountable for their anti-blackness comments. I'll give you an example. Oh my gosh, Bree, congratulations for getting into the master's program at Columbia University. How did someone like you do that? Oh my gosh, you are so beautiful for a black woman. These are comments that uh, are gross in my opinion, but are backhanded compliments, passive aggressiveness, right? Anti-blackness, right? You're assuming that because I'm black, there's no way that I could have gotten into Columbia University. Or you're saying that, you know, for someone that's my color, someone that's in my race, I'm beautiful. These are not compliments. And these are sort of, this is the sort of rhetoric that needs to be stopped because it's not only dangerous, it puts, unfortunately, hatred into the world. 
Number six, help fund minority-owned businesses. Donate to organizations who are good, doing good work. And if you cannot donate financially, maybe share on your platforms for people that can donate, have the resources, and the, the, they'll know of the different organization that they can work with. Or volunteer. Um, for me in Portland, you know, the Portland Boys and Girls Club, right? That is a great way to to be a shining face being someone of encouragement to youth that might not have the same opportunities as your children's or or people in your community number seven use google (laughs) educate yourself know what's going on around you um again if we know ourselves and we know the privilege and the resources that we have right knowing what's going on in different communities is a way so you can organize and be a helpful hand now, here's some extra tips that I've kind of jotted down that go outside of the seven tips I just gave you. Look at your mission statement. What does it say? Is it inclusive? Speak from the heart. This doesn't have to be something that's a novel or several paragraphs. Speak your truth. Tell people how you feel. And people will appreciate that. Now, I'll give you an example because, again, like I said earlier, disclaimer, not an expert, learning and growing as well, right? I looked at my roster because besides doing brand strategy for Instagram, I also work with men and help them in their emotional state, emotional support coach for men. I found when I looked at my roster that all of my clients were white and straight males. There was no color. There was no one from a different... um, sexual orientation are part of the LGBTQIA and I looked at myself in the mirror and was like how does this happen like this is so embarrassing oh no no this could not be so I started doing different posts I started advertising in a different way and I came across a guy that needed some help and he wanted to to work with me and I was so happy I was like thank you god a black male that I'm working with great turns out he's actually gay as well so I'm like woohoo yes diversity has come to me hallelujah like I'm just was so ecstatic right because I am someone that wants to work with everyone I want everyone's emotional state to be in a good good place but since I work with men I want to make sure that I'm diversifying the type of men that I'm working with and so I was talking to him and we just were jamming on our session he fell in love with me which is obviously I've been told not hard to do and now he's a client and so I asked him you know hey I want to diversify you know, my business, I want everyone to listen to my gorgeous voice and be healed by me, right? Like, you know, I, I am modest, but, you know, I'm, I can also, you know, toot toot my own horn sometimes. And he said, great. He's like, you should look at your mission statement because it doesn't seem very welcoming. Boom, bada, boom. Wow. Ouch. What? Not me. I, I love everyone, right? I'm fighting for social justice, speaking up for those who don't voice for themselves, Right. But he was right. My mission statement said nothing about his community, said nothing about me having a safe space for, you know, people who may be frightened to reach out because they don't know what they're going to receive. Right. And so I had to change that because I wanted my company, my mission statement to reflect my heart. And did it take some time? A little bit. Right. I wanted to make sure I had the proper words. I had to do some research myself. Google's our friend. Right. But that's an example Because he didn't see himself in my business. He was afraid to reach out. So reaching out to him was actually a beautiful thing in his eyes because he saw, he felt seen because he is seen. 
here's another um, bonus tip that I want to give that I've kind of been seeing um, on Instagram and Facebook that can be damaging and kind of does not foster communication. Um, it's called tone policing, right? I think the posts that I've seen, people are meaning well, but it's coming off harsh, right? In this time where different demographics are feeling triggered and depressed and distressed, it is not the time to tell people how to act or how to feel because grief has no time limit. You know, we do not get to tell people to move on as an ally. We stand in, in next to them. We hold space, but we realize that our job is to listen and to learn and to do our best to stand up and speak out. Will we make mistakes? Yes, we will. Have I made mistakes? Oh, yes, I have. But, you know, we, we humble ourselves. We listen to the critiques that are coming our way and we change. And that is one of the better ways to be an ally. Now, we are talking about holding space um, for others I always say, you know, obviously being an emotional support coach, that it's also important to hold space for ourselves. You know, have a time of silence, have a time of of grief, of 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 being able to process your own emotions because this is hard, right? And I always tell my clients, and I tell I'm telling you right now that, you know, the road to social justice and to being an ally is a crawl. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right? It's day to day when things come up. Just being ready, right? Again, that's where the research comes in. And that's also where, you know, having different friendships, you know, because we're walking hand in hand, right? This is a fight that we are all encountering together. Now, not to go too off the subject of what I just said, I want to talk about money really quick, right? Because it can pay to be an ally. Hmm? I hope your ears perked up because we're in business, right? Money, money, what? Green, right? The the only color I'm caring about these days, right, when it comes to what I'm trying to achieve is I, I see you and I see what you offer the world and I want to work with you because guess what? We can make money together, right? We can have a beautiful life. Let's create a beautiful life together. Now, one thing that I want to talk about and clarify is the black dollar, right? The economical status of black Americans. Did you know this fun fact? That last year, black Americans spent $1.2 trillion on products and services. Okay, I'll say that again. $1.2 trillion on products and services. Do you want a piece of that pie? I certainly do. Hello. What are we doing? We're in business. We need to make a transaction, right? Black women alone last year spent more money on hair products than the whole GDP of Canada. Boom, right? So this notion that, you know, black people may be out in distress and there's no resources and they don't have any money, that's one thing I uh, agree with when it comes to um, Trump's statement of fake news. That's the only thing, actually. Fake news. That's not the truth, right? Right. If you look back throughout history, right, let's let's take a journey back to the, the 1950s, the Montgomery uh, bus boycott, right? When that happened and they decided to let blacks ride anywhere on the bus because they're paying the same price as their white counterparts, it wasn't necessarily, the, the change didn't necessarily happen because 
a bunch of people woke up and said, no, we don't want to be racist anymore. And we want to, we want to change our mindset and, and let blacks ride on the bus wherever they want to and give them equality. No, no, no. A lot of it is because their pocketbooks were affected, right? And what I mean by that is that the, because blacks removed their dollars and they were walking to work or carpooling, the, the bus um, company lost money. And that's what happened when it came to the ending of this boycott is because they could not afford for black folks to not ride the bus. <laughs> they were going to go bankrupt. They were going bankrupt, right? And so I guess my example for, with that and for that is that if you back up black folks, if you are an ally, we will see you, we will know that you're a safe space and we will send people from our community to work with you, right? There is a reason why anthropology right now is shaking in their overpriced boots. And there's also a reason why um, Marie Farlow, I believe I'm saying her name right, is on an apology tour because they realize that their business needs the black dollar, right? There's no denying it. And so that's a, an encouraging piece. I hope you feel that it's encouraging to want to be vocal because although you may lose a client or lose a contract, you can potentially gain so much more. My dad always says to me that it's it's important to support and love our allies because we need them. If you look at the civil rights movement, even the woman that wrote that beautiful book of Uncle Tom's Cabin, she was a Caucasian woman who saw the tragedies of slavery and wrote about it and changed the way that the nation viewed slavery. If you look at the freedom writers, right, you're going to see a lot of white faces. We need our allies to stand for us and stand with us because without you, our movements would have turned out and looked a lot different. Again, that's why I thank you so much for being a part of this workshop because, again, we need you. You are important. You are seen. And we thank you for being the change. So let's talk about social media pretty quick, right? There's accounts that you should be looking into right now. And I'll give you a couple that are great resources for, you know, our, our journey through social justice in this time. There's a woman named Rachel Rogers. She's a business coach for women wanting more. She created the series, Why Aren't We All Millionaires? And she has a podcast too called Millionaire Tomorrow. She is a woman that is using her platform right now to talk about the injustices that she's seeing in the business place. And she also has a, a YouTube video called Reimagining Business. And there she has called in uh, many of her friends from di diverse backgrounds to talk about what they're doing in business to change and give opportunities to, to different demographics, but also to be a, a, vo a local and global voice for change. Number two, there's a woman. Um, she has a Instagram that's called, that's called Waste Free Marie. She's an advocate for people on the planet. She has amazing content, slides actually on her posts that talk about how to be an ally and how to respond to racist comments. There's another woman named Jerisa Hawk. That's J-E-R-E-S-H-I-A. H-A-W-K. She's a high ticket sales coach who helps women position themselves to get high tickets in their business so they can enjoy their life and feel empowered with not 
wondering where the next, you know, dollar is coming from. She has done several, several um, videos and spent lots of hours researching how to market effectively during this time. Because as you know, people's attention span before this pandemic and before uh, the riots and the protesting started had limited attention span when it came to ads. And now it's even less. So she's using her platform as um, a, a business strategist to to help those captivate their audiences and not be um, culturally incompetent. And last and not least, there's another platform that's called The Grapevine. And it's actually stronger on YouTube, The Grapevine, put on by a beautiful African woman. And what she has done is she has gathered um, a group of millennials, 20, 30-somethings from different parts of the world, but all of black descent, some African, some Jamaican, some black American, but they talk about topics that are facing our community, some that are, you know, full of laughter and joy, but some that are kind of heart-wrenching and but still need to be talked about. Uh, they have series that are talking about blacks being vegan. If th- is that the right move for the community? And is Kanye West damning to the community? There's a plethora of topics that they talk about, um, but they are crucial um, topics because they are topics that are facing the black community and they are trying to navigate in their communication and their platform of how to move forward. Now, I don't want to leave you without homework because I think that sometimes homework can be one of the most effective ways to keep on track, right? So I came up with a little diagram that helps. And if you need me to send it to you, uh, feel free to reach out to me after um, listening to this workshop. Let me pull it up quickly here. So here is a suggestion, a schedule, as you may, to organize and to stand for social justice actions and to actively combat systematic racism. So educating yourself is crucial. You need to know the issues facing black people in the community or how to play an active role at dismantling racism. Books that you can read is White Fragility by Robin D'Angelo, The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander, How to Be Anti-Racist by Ibrahim, and the Five Next Time. The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin. You can listen to Team Team about racing. My- Dear white people, I want to close out here and I want to thank you again for participating in this workshop. If you have any other questions, feel free to reach out. I am here for you. I would also like to schedule a time that we can speak via phone and we can answer and I can answer any question that you may have. Again, this is Brief Hello. Thank you so much for attending this workshop. And may we and may we stand hand in hand and fight together. Be blessed.